Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 55 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. So today's episode is a little bit different. Usually I have a guest on that has been through sobriety, who has had an extensive recovery journey and has come out on the other side. Today, our guest is a little bit different. Alyssa is three months sober and she is in the thick of it. She is going through the motions. She's not sure if she wants to quit drinking forever because forever is a daunting word and a daunting concept. Let's get real. So Alyssa brings us through her past, through alcohol and addiction, and she brings us up to the present and what she is dealing with today. All the the good, the bad, the ugly of drinking and not drinking. I found her perspective very interesting and inspiring because she's so raw and open about it. She is a YouTuber and an influencer, and she has chosen to come out and publicly announce what she is going through. It's not always perfect, but neither is life. And I really appreciate that from Alyssa. She is the youngest guest on the podcast. And I just want to know her opinion and get her perspective because that's what this is all about. Gaining different perspectives and seeing where everyone is coming from. That is my goal with this podcast and with this space where everyone feels comfortable to share what they have been through, what they are going through. And you know what? Maybe they don't know. Maybe they just don't know what is next and what is on the horizon. And I love that. So without further ado, let's get into it. Alyssa, I am so stoked to talk to you because I have become a new fan of your podcast. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I just realized that you guys are on YouTube now. Yes, we are. We made the switch for season two. Woo! Oh my God, I love it. So 
my little cousin actually got me hooked on approachable which is your podcast and i've been watching like a couple episodes whenever i can and i love it i just love your guys's honest conversations and i really liked um when you were talking to is it sam's are they married now yeah they're married yeah, yeah husband yeah <laughs> husband no longer fiance um about his addiction and then i popped over to your instagram and saw that you aren't drinking and i want to talk drinking. to you about that. oh yeah. it is um it's three months tomorrow so i'm no pretty like, <laughs> yeah i'm pretty pumped about it <laughs> that yeah. is amazing congratulations Thank you. I know it's, it's honestly been such a weird, um, journey, I guess, because I mm. never really, I like how I'm talking about this, like it's the biggest thing in the world, but <laughs> I just never expected well, to it like, it is. It's a big it deal. Was, yeah. I do feel like it is for me just because of like mm -hmm. my history with alcohol and stuff, which I'm sure that we'll get into, but, um, yeah. I just really never expected myself to make it this far. <laughs> If cool. that makes sense. I didn't yeah. I didn't set out on the path trying to make it to like any sort of um milestone and I'm I'm sure I'm not trying to be um like a hundred percent sober forever or anything like that. Um okay. I just kind of like decided that I was going to stop drinking and then here we are and I'm just like, this is crazy. I can't believe that tomorrow I'm gonna like celebrate three months. <laughs> That's amazing. That is so cool. Um, since you mentioned your history with alcohol, can you walk us through that and what that was like? I mean, we'll be here all day, but I would love okay. to. <laughs> cool. Well, I got um, time and you got time, so. I do, I do. Let's hit it. <laughs> um, yeah, so my, like, I started drinking quite young. Um, I mentioned okay. in my podcast, actually, my first sip of alcohol, I was five years old. <laughs> my dad, uh, yeah, yeah, well, she goes way back. <laughs> my right. dad um gave me a little bit of beer in my little Pooh Bear sippy cup. <laughs> I don't think it was a sippy cup, but it was one of those like plastic Pooh Bear like cups. Um yeah. and filled it with Clamato and then that was the first time that I drank that I remember drinking alcohol. Um and I actually they laughed because I fell off my chair at dinner and they joked that I was drunk, which obviously I wasn't. I'm not, you know, I wasn't neglected as a child. <laughs> but yeah. Um that was that was the first time that I I drank and then um you know, over the years, I just, I, my relationship started getting kind of like more harrowing and harrowing with alcohol. I, mm -hmm. uh, I, I became a bartender when I was like 19 or 20, I'm 25 now. Um, okay. and, and throughout that alcohol just became so normalized in my life. Mm -hmm. And I really started to enjoy like craft cocktails and wine and, um, you know, like the making of beer and stuff like that. And it was right. okay in, in that aspect, but then it started to kind of take a turn where if mm. I, if I was just trying a drink, like if I was just sampling a cocktail or sampling a wine, I would want the bottle or I would, I wow. would want the whole case or whatever. And it just kind of, it was, it was quite recent. I would say that it became a, a thing where I had to like actively like be worried about it. And it was when I was living here in Vancouver and I would tell mm -hmm. myself, you know, don't go grab another drink from the fridge. And then I would be at the fridge telling myself, don't grab another drink. And I couldn't, mm -hmm. I would grab another drink. 
Okay. So, yeah, I guess, you know, five to 25, it's been a, it's been a 20 year, <laughs> 20 year <laughs> relationship. But, um, a little journey you know, there. Yeah. But, but in my teens and stuff like that, I, I, I drank quite a bit, but it never got to the point where, you know, if I, if I had like a, a glass of wine or something on the table, I could leave mm -hmm. it there. And at this point in my mm -hmm. life, there's absolutely no way. Like when people leave a, like a half a glass of wine on the table or like, a sip of beer in their glass. I'm like, how can you do that? Like, I can't yeah. do that. If somebody was getting up and paying the bill, I would like, if I had a full beer, I would chug it a hundred percent because right. in my, in, in my brain, what, like I, I want it and I yeah. want all of it. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Even, Absolutely. even if, even if like the check was coming, my brain would tell me like, okay, well, how long is it going to be until oh, it's like, it's still hard for me to talk about, but in my brain would be like, how long is it going to be until you can have another drink? Okay, you should order another one then. Or if I could mm. have another drink like quickly, I would be like, okay, let's get to the next spot. Let's get to the next spot so that so that I can have another drink. Like it just became so all consuming. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. When did you think this kind of? It sounds like your intention with drinking kind of changed. Is that right? Yeah. 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 I think. I think when I was a, a bartender, it kind of was more of like a social sit down at the bar, have a glass after work or have a cocktail mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, and then I became a bar manager two, two years ago. Is it now? Holy cow. Time okay. flies. Um, and I think honestly, just like stress, like the stress of being a bar manager and the pressure. And yeah. I struggle with self-esteem issues as well. I think as I, I mean, I feel like everybody can relate to that. Um, yeah. And, and when I would drink, it would make me feel like I could do this. It would either, uh, mm. lower my stress or, uh, heighten my, my self-worth for the time being. Right. Yeah. So you get like a hit of confidence. You're like, oh yeah, I got this. Yeah. Which makes sense, right? Because alcohol releases yeah. serotonin, which makes you feel good. So you feel like a boss. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. Until it wears off, then you're like, oh, shit. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then that was the problem that was happening was um, mm. I I started developing this really crazy anxiety. And um, yeah. and that, too, became all consuming. And uh, I've recently heard people call it hangxiety, <laughs> where it's like yeah. you get anxiety from being hungover. Um, but m my anxiety if you will uh mm -hmm. it it completely took over who i was i would feel so guilty so shameful um mm -hmm. like worthless and uh, my best friend sam who i have the podcast with she would experience mm -hmm. me as that person and be like Alyssa, like it's okay like it's you're not doing anything crazy like you know i would go out and have even like three drinks at dinner or whatever yeah. and i would wake up in the morning feeling so shameful just because i had those three drinks but I yeah. knew that I was feeling shameful because of what the narrative in my head was, was that, you know, I, I, when I'm, mm. when I'm having the first one, I'm thinking about, okay, am I with a person who I can have a second one? If that's the case, then I order a second one. And then when I get to the bottom of that one, I'm starting to get stressed because I'm like, but I want another one. Can I have another one with this person? You know what I mean? It's, it's just like, mm -hmm. I, I knew the conversation that was going on in my head, but outwardly. I'm sure it just looked like I was un not, I don't want to say normal, but you know, an average yeah. Joe having a couple of drinks at dinner. So I think that that's, yeah. that's really why the, the shame kind of took over. 
That's so interesting. I used to feel the exact same way. It didn't matter how much I drank. I could have like one or two drinks, but I was, it's the narrative in your head. It's the intention behind it. It's, you know, and that shame and guilt and just like, oh, it's the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. And it just, and yeah, and it just sucks that like that story that I told about going to the fridge and like actively telling myself not to do it. That was the moment that I was like, oh, this is, this is an issue for me. (laughs) And, and, And that's kind of, I, well, to me, it was embarrassing because I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm a pretty like strong, independent woman. And here I am having like a fight with my refrigerator because I can't, (laughs) I can't say no. (laughs) Yeah. And, and quite honestly, that, that moment that I had that realization that I had an issue, uh, was, I mean, six months ago, seven months ago. So I continued this, this kind of like, I don't know, this sad, uh, like cyclical uh, cycle or whatever, you know, for Mm -hmm. a long time before I was like, yo, I got to stop this. <laughs> yeah. So what made you actually kind of stop and challenge yourself? Uh, Vegas. Ooh, that'll do it. <laughs> so it's a, it's a little bit more than just Vegas, but uh, okay. I went to, I went to Las Vegas twice in, uh, in June. And I think that twice in one month, it should be illegal. I don't think they should let you back into the state. <laughs> no, I, like twice in a year, you're good. Yeah. Twice in one month? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it just, it just so happened. I went with my family the first time. And then uh, one of my other best friends was, it was her 30th birthday. So we, we went for her 30th and it was just like, like happenstance. But um, when I got back from Vegas the first time, I was feeling really, really bad pains in my chest. Um, oh. and, and I'm not like a, like crazy, oh my goodness, like I'm dying, <laughs> like whatever type of person, but these pains, it just felt like I had, um, like a cramp in my heart. Like honestly, that's what mm. it felt like. And, and I had yeah. kind of been feeling it on and off for, for months and months. Like I would say like six to eight months, it would come and go. Um, okay. but after I went to Vegas the first time, it, uh, it didn't go away. It was like basically 24 mm. seven, like all day, every day. Um, Ooh. and I was, yeah, yeah, it was pretty brutal. And, yeah. uh, it wasn't, it wasn't like debilitating pain. It was just like, this is here and it's a little bit like unnerving. And, yeah. uh, I, right. And nothing like a dull <laughs> aching pain to just keep you on your toes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and especially in that area, like, I don't, it's just like, I feel like it would freak anyone out if you have like a pain right there. Um, yeah. And so I was telling this to Sam, my, my, uh, business partner, and she was like, you know, um, here's the thing. Doctors exist. <laughs> so go to one. <laughs> Don't and- WebMD it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or just like will it away. Um, mm-hmm. and so when I did go to the doctor, she was, uh, she was doing all these tests and asking me all these questions and stuff. And, um, she asked me how much I drink and, mm. Um, yes, here we go. The plot Isn't that thickens. always the question though? Like when you go, when you break it down medically, mm-hmm. they want to know, do you smoke? Do you drink? Are yep. you stressed out? Yep. Like, and that's, come on. and yeah, and that's the thing <laughs> that freaked me the fuck out. Okay. <laughs> this is why mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> So I was at the doctor and she asked me, and I've been asked this question many times before and I always fucking because I'm like, this is crazy. Like, I don't want to admit how much I'm drinking because I wouldn't even admit how much I was drinking to literally anybody 
Like, unless right. they were there, like, 100% watching it at the time. Um, and so this time I was like, okay, I'm not going to lie as that. I was like semi honest. I can't remember what I said, but it was more so I was like, I think I have like three drinks or four drinks a day, which at this point, honestly, I think I was probably having like six a day and sometimes even more like my tolerance for alcohol has always been quite high. But like, I surprised like my family and my family's always known that I've drank like pretty like casually and like regularly, but they were like, damn, <laughs> like when I was in Vegas, they were yeah. like, I don't understand how you can put back this much alcohol and not be like shit phased. Um, and so wow. I told, I, I know <laughs> I told the doctor, um, that I, I was drinking X amount of drinks and she, the look on her face was like a, a shock. And I was like, oh, hold on. <laughs> Like in my head, I'm like, hold on, I'm lying right now. Yeah. Like if <laughs> I'm you underselling. Only knew. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like a huge concern. Okay. <laughs> and um and one of the things that she said that was a possibility was alcoholic um cardiomyopathy. Um mm. which I'm not like I, I know I Googled the crap out of it after she said that, but um yeah. I it's just like really freaking shitty. <laughs> Okay. Like, I think I think it's like the the lining around your your heart or whatever like um weakens and a lot of the times you can't come back from it and it, it is yeah and uh the only way to get rid of it or like stop it from progressing is to like quit drinking altogether and um Interesting. She, okay yeah. <laughs> and she did yeah. say to me that um I was very young to have alcoholic cardiomyopathy um, but that she was concerned because of how much I was drinking. And I was like, okay, well, I drink double what I told you. So me too. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I had a good cry. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I had a good cry about it in my car as I was researching it. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. And then then that day I decided I uh, was going to stop drinking and see if the pain in my heart got better. And so Mm -hmm. that day I did stop drinking. I went for all the other tests. So I went for like an EKG or something like that. All of the, the Holter monitor, like the schlue, um, being Mm -hmm. in Canada is very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then everything came back that I didn't have alcoholic cardiomyopathy. So what did my dumb ass do? I went back to drinking. (laughs) Naturally. Yeah. Naturally. Like, Oh, phew, dodged a bullet. Let's, yeah. Let's see if I can make it happen next time. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so I ended up, uh, this was in a two week span. So I went back to Vegas with my, uh, my girlfriend, um, and drank like crazy there again. And then what do you know? The pain in my chest came back. So mm-hmm. I, yes. And of course, so did the anxiety and yada, yada. And so yeah. 
the day that I landed back home from Vegas was the last day that I had uh, a drink. I just came home and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm so sick of yeah. this. I feel like shit <laughs> because I just drank yeah. my ass off for four days. <laughs> and uh, I just stopped. And then, of course, the the pain subsided and I don't have chest pain anymore. And so when I did go back to the doctor, um, she said all of the tests came back negative, that I don't have any problems. And uh, okay. the diagnosis was anxiety. And so yes. what... Yeah. So what my brain is telling me in that is that I was experiencing such bad guilt, shame, anxiety around drinking that when I stopped drinking, not not to mention all of the actual like chemical imbalances mm-hmm. that that alcohol causes, right, to cause anxiety. Um, but that anxiety my, was my anxiety was uh caused by by the alcohol. Yeah. So that's it's my like long-winded your, story. <laughs> your body's just like yelling at you like hey dude like stop stop doing this yeah stop putting crap in your body yeah well and that was the other thing that that i realized right when i stopped um drinking was the amount of shit that it does to your body like when i was growing up Mm -hmm. i learned about alcoholism and drinking and driving that's it Mm -hmm. i didn't learn about all like just like all the way from inflammation like just plain inflammation to alcoholic cardiomyopathy, like, and everything in between, none of that was discussed. I didn't know, like, even a 0.1% of the shit that alcohol does to our body. And the more that I would research my ailments or, you know, my feelings and stuff like that, I realized all this shit is connected to alcohol, dude. Like, how how is nobody talking about this? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash ASGG. Well, not yeah. you're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like in schools and stuff like that, like in traditional um, yeah. education, when I was growing up, like none of this was talked about. It was just like, don't, you, you don't want to be an alcoholic and like, don't drink and drive kids, which both of those things are really yeah. important, obviously to say, but how about all the nuances and the, and the, mm-hmm. you know, and just even in casual drinking, like when I learned that the, the average female should only have one drink a day and that's not supposed to be every day, but that's just like on average. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I haven't done that since I was like, Pooh Bear cup yeah. sipping. <laughs> I was doing that at five. <laughs> yeah, down, dude. Yeah. So Whoa. yeah, it's it's honestly been crazy. But I, you know, people ask me when I'm going to stop 
like mm-hmm. this not drinking thing. And I'm like, I still have to wake up every single day and say, I'm just not going to drink today. Yeah. You know? And like every single day I'm like, oh, I want to go out for drinks. Oh, I want to have a drink. And so like to me, that means I'm not ready to go back. Yeah. <laughs> Be- because if that is like still such a, like it's such a pull, like something that I, I, I have to actively think about not doing. Well, then I'm not yeah. ready to go back because, you know, that's like that is addiction in in my mind. OK, why do you think you have such a pull to it? Like what what calls your name? What is so promising? Uh, you know, I just I do just love drinking. I think that okay. I think that it's always been very social for me. So, OK. The social aspect, I think, is huge. Um, being friends with so many people in the restaurant industry, you don't like just go out for dinner or go out to mini golf or go out to bowling. It's like everything is accompanied by alcohol. And if it's not, it's honestly kind of like awkward or weird. And I know that not everybody feels that way, but that's my experience, right? So, um, okay. it, it's just like you it, feel it is- awkward or weird or the other people that you're around feel awkward or weird. Uh, well, I definitely feel not as much now, but hanging out okay. with those people, it is a little like, eh, like something's missing, you know, yeah. it's like, well, why are we even here? It's like alcohol was kind of like the point. Oh, um, like that's how that's okay. How like alcohol was like the bandaid kind of keeping Holding it all, us together. all together. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, okay. I, I think just because it was such a huge part of my life, I just felt yeah. like if alcohol wasn't there, like, why was I there? Or like, why were we there? Like, what? Oh. Yeah, I know, kind of sad. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, it's just these, a good realization. Yeah. Well, and in these three months, I've I've noticed I don't really have many people that I like hanging out with without alcohol. Like, I literally can count three that I want to hang out yeah. with without alcohol. Yeah. That's that's pretty. That's that's a fucked up thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it's the same into perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I think yeah, I I think the social aspect is huge and mm-hmm. the self-confidence aspect because I I love that feeling of being like buzzed or like um just on the edge or whatever. Like I love the uh, that just like the little like loosey goosey, you know, like everything's okay and you know, I'm hot and I can dance and I can sing, you know, all of these false promises that alcohol gives you for the time being. Um, and I, I think that people are really embarrassed to say that. And I think that it is a hard, a hard thing to admit. I mean, you know, I'm saying all these things, but I still think to myself and I'm like, damn, dude, that's, that's a hard pill to swallow that that's honestly why you like alcohol. Um, but it is true. And that it's alcohol is a drug. And, and I think that a lot of people forget that. And even though yeah. a lot of people are saying alcohol is a drug, do you really understand that? Like, do you really understand that, that it's creating addictive behaviors in your brain? You know, you're, you're receiving pleasure from doing an activity and your body mm-hmm. wants to keep doing that activity to keep receiving that pleasure. And, and it's interesting doing all of these different activities, you know, just like bowling, mini golf, th- those things that I mentioned for so many years with alcohol and then going back and trying to do them without alcohol. Like, yeah, I just, I almost wish that I never had because it's, (laughs) it's, it's such a manufactured 
feeling of happiness because it's not real. It's yeah. a, it's a drug. It's a chemical that's creating yeah. this, this manufactured experience. And now that I'm doing it sober, it's, it doesn't feel as good. And that sucks because this is life, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and yeah. we hear it from, from celebrities all the time. I mean, Amy Winehouse said it that nothing was as fun without. And it's like, you can look at that and be like, wow, that's so sad. But, but now I look at that because I'm doing it and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. that is sad. Yeah. I don't know, man. So how do you, how do you find the fun? <sighs> right now, I'm, I'm trying to get out more. <laughs> okay. So yeah. at, at the beginning, I really did just have to not go out at all, like go out for dinner, go to like concerts, okay. go to like anything. Um, because it, the pull was too strong. And okay. so now, now I'm, I'm kind of getting a high off of, being sober, like being the sober one. I'm like, oh no, sorry, I don't drink. <laughs> I, kind of, <laughs> I kind of feel cool about it, you know? I'm like, oh no, me, yeah. just water, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't so, need any substances. I'm great on my own. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, and I'm trying to allow myself that too, because I mean, like yeah. I said, I, I know myself and I know that I will go back to alcohol. I just, okay. I don't know when. So I'm okay. trying to to hold on to this like feeling proud feeling because then I think that I can go a little bit longer as well, right? Like every day just wake up and be like, well, you know, if you just don't drink for this event, right? Like if you just mm-hmm. if you just hold out until, you know, four months, five months, then I I I don't know, it's just like a sense of pride that you can stick to something, that you have enough willpower to uh not give in to the refrigerator <laughs> in my instance. because right right now i do still have the same amount of beer in there that i did back then and every day i'm like not today okay not today satan you're not good (laughs) (laughs) and every time i open that refrigerator i'm like good on you Alyssa. you did good today (laughs) but um honestly i'm focusing a little head count of the beers we're good (laughs) exactly make sure i'm not sleep drinking (laughs) yeah whoops wasn't me (laughs) but um I'm honestly like I'm trying to now nurture the relationships that I do have with those three people that I want to hang out with when I'm when I'm sober. Um, yeah. And it's been it's been really fun, like kind of getting to know who I am as a sober yeah. person or as a person who's not drinking, I should say. Um, and I I mean, this is something that's so not important anyway, but I've lost 15 pounds without like trying. Whoa. Yeah. In three months? Yes. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. 
Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. And I mean, I I know one, I had a lot of like self-confidence issues because I used to be very, very thin. I used to actually have like some like problems with like disordered eating and stuff like that. Um, And, and through kind of the years, I gained more weight than I was used to. And I started being really embarrassed about that. And then when Mm -hmm. I realized I, cause my main drink of choice was beer. Like I could just like put back beer after beer after beer, never get sick of it, never get too full, like pass me another one bartender. And Mm -hmm. that is so many, (laughs) that's so many calories, just like empty calories of barley. So yeah. Yeah. So when people ask me, I just say I lost 15 pounds of barley. <laughs> but, but having not drinking has given me like so much free time because I didn't realize how much time I was actually spending like actively drinking or being like not too drunk, but like I'm not sober. So mm-hmm. I can't do a lot of things. Like I can't go drive and do something. Yeah. I can't, you know, I'm not going to sit down errand. and like, edit a video. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I've been like working out a lot more. Like I started Orange Theory. So it's cool. just like all of these like little things because I have so much time. I'm like, what do, what do sober people do with their day? Like, no wonder they run the world. Are you joking? No wonder Blake Lively's out there killing it. She's not drinking all the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so true. The rest of us only have six hours in the day because we're spending the rest either sleeping or drinking. You yeah. can't get that much done in six hours. You're wasting so much time getting wasted. That's so true. I couldn't believe it. I was telling, I have a therapist. I was telling my therapist, I'm like, Annie, I have so much free time. I can learn Spanish, piano, and guitar. Come at me. Oh my God. Yes. Triple threat. Yeah. I'm honestly, I'm like, man, I, I don't know. I'm unstoppable right now. <laughs> the world is my oyster. Absolutely, dude. Like, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. You are so <laughs> funny. But it's so true. Like, you don't realize, like, even like hungover. Oh my God. Ugh. Like, I would waste an entire next day. Like, oh, yeah. That's, like, two days. Two days gone. And I'd feel like it was valid because I'm like, oh, well, I was just enjoying myself, you know, having drinks and stuff. Meanwhile, paying for it for two days. Well, that's the thing, too, is my hangover started being like two, three days. So it would Ooh. be like I would waste the day getting drunk and then I would waste yep. the next like two or three days. When I was traveling in Central America, there was a full week where I was in a fog. Like, I remember Ooh. I remember the moment that I came out of it and I was like, Holy fuck. I was like, I feel like I've been in like a fugue state because like I got, my brain was so like, it was just jelly. Yeah. <laughs> like being in this hungover state. Oh my yeah, God. Just waste so much time. That's so crazy. Um, so what else, like, why would you want to go back to drinking? I'm just, I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm just really cute. <laughs> yeah, no, I am too. Listen, I don't even yeah. know. Um, <laughs> I think I think the reason that I say that is because I didn't start out this journey uh 
wanting to be sober for the rest of my life. And so I think that if I'm being really honest, I, I can't live with the thought of never having another drink. Right. That's just I mean, pla- plain forever, forever for anyone is, is so daunting. Exactly. So yeah. I think that as, as long as, well, and this is the other thing is I don't want to let anyone down and not that I'm important mm-hmm. or so like whatever. It's just like, I don't want people to see me as this person who's been sober and, and maybe I do inspire one person or whatever. And then what if I go back? And now they're like, well, now what about me? You know, and now I'm just all out here and she went back. So can I, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't, right. ugh, there's just so much pressure I feel on, on being sober. And I have a girlfriend who I used to um, party with all the time when I was younger. And she's been sober for, I think, three years now. And I'm just like, that, that gives me anxiety. <laughs> How have you done this? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm so yeah. like, just in like, enamored you have by her months. for this you have three months I, that's like, that's I know but I'm like I could this is what makes me feel good is I could go back tomorrow I'm like okay well I can I can drink tomorrow if I feel like it that's yeah what, that's what keeps me in it not like I need to be sober for the rest of my life like mm-mm, pass me a right. glass of wine that's that's what that makes me feel like right so but like you're so, also like how you say it though like you said I need to be sober but we all have choices right, right? like having that choice like i too i've been sober for almost three years i could absolutely go downstairs to my kitchen and open a bottle of wine i absolutely could but i choose not to because my life is so much better i am blake livelying the shit out of my life and (laughs) you know i feel so much better anxiety is gone like my depression almost non-existent you know so like the positives are outweighing all of the negatives, like tenfold, but I still have that choice. Well, and that's the thing is like, there's really not a negative to not drinking. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, there's, I mean, when you really put it down to all of the things that I said are like harder, like, you know, like going Mm -hmm. onto these social events or whatever, it's like, that's not really a negative. That's just like learning to do something in a different way. And I, Mm. I said this to somebody who reached out to me. Um, I feel like it's almost like the gym. It's like, I've never regretted not drinking. Like every day that I go out and I'm like, oh, I could have a drink. And I'm like, no, 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 don't do it. I don't wake up the next morning and I'm like, ah, I should have done it. You know? So I've I've never regretted not drinking, but I've definitely regretted drinking. And I mean, uh, yeah, it's, I've done so many embarrassing things when I've been drunk. I feel like most people have done embarrassing things when they're drunk. And every morning I wake up and I'm like, I know what I did yesterday. I know mm-hmm. who I talked to. I know that I was, I was a genuine person. I was being, you know, uh, honest with myself, all of these things. And, mm-hmm. and it, it really, it's a self-confidence booster. You're like, hell yeah, I got up at 6am this morning. I'm going to Orange Theory. I have an interview with the Sober Girls Guide. Like, <laughs> you yeah. <know>? It's, <laughs> yes. <laughs> these are all very positive things. And, you know, when you, when you do stop and think about it, you're like, okay, well, I have these because I'm not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so so I don't other than what I've said I don't know why I feel like I I need to go back one day but yeah. I'm not going back today and I'm not going back tomorrow and that's what I know. <laughs> cool. Yeah, and I think also you know the labels, the labels of being sober. I feel like that's so constricting. Yeah. Because like it's just it, it doesn't really serve anyone. 
except for the people who need an explanation and, you know, like right. labels and like to make other people feel comfortable. But I like, I don't know. I, what do you think? Um, I mean, my family deals with addiction, uh, quite heavily. So I'm, I'm pretty like okay. used, used to the word uh, like sobriety or like, you know, drugging or, you know, alcoholism, whatever. That's always mm-hmm. kind of been in like my, um, vocabulary. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that for some people it is important to be able to count the days or the milestones or have that label because that kind of becomes part of their identity. I know I struggled with my identity for a very long time because I identified as like a party girl. Like that was who I was. And that was where my worth was lying was in, you know, (laughs) so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed even saying this out loud, but like the bouncers that I knew, or if I could cut lines at clubs or how much I could drink, how late I could stay up. Could I out drink the boys? All of this stuff is where my worth was like, you know, residing. Um, so I think that, that when you kind of kill off that, that version of yourself, it might be important to like bring on a new one. And maybe that is you labeling yourself as a person who is in recovery or is sober, uh, or Mm. whatever. But for me, I just like saying, you know, like I'm not drinking or like, I don't drink or whatever. I don't even think I'm allowed to say I don't drink. It's only been three months. I don't know if there's like a board I have to apply to, to be able to say that. (laughs) Uh, yeah, we will send out your card in the mail. Yeah. Um, you could carry it with you at all times. That would be great. I, know, I, I have imposter syndrome behind it because I'm like, ah, oh, it's only been three months, Alyssa. Get it together. <laughs> but no, but that's that's kind of where months. that's great. That's it an does, accomplishment. It feels pretty cool when I I I've never been sober this long before since I started mm-hmm. like using any substance. So it's been pretty eye opening. And I was I was telling Sam the other day because she was going on a trip. And so we had to like jam pack a ton of work into one week. And I had to be very focused and organized and, you know, you know, the best version of myself. And I, I looked over at her when we were filming one time and I was like, I would never have been able to do this if I was still drinking. And that was just like, that gave me chills just saying it now (laughs) because it's such, it's such an amazing thing. It's like this one substance was holding me back so much. And look at all that I've accomplished in three months. And, you know, yeah. I, I, I might not be Beyonce, but I'm, I'm, I'm more Beyonce than I was three months ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you are well on your way to being Beyonce. Thank you so much. That's all I ever <laughs> wanted. <laughs> I actually, I, when I used to get anxiety after Homecoming came out, that was like her documentary. I would yeah. watch it and I would be like, yeah, <laughs> winners never quit on themselves. <laughs> Oh my God. She's, she's truly an, an inspiration. <laughs> Best motivation ever. Yeah. Yeah. Beyonce at, uh, at Coachella. That's a mood right there. Woo. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. That is a great visual. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Alyssa, what advice would you give to anyone listening to us today who is maybe in your position, like of thinking about, um, giving up alcohol for a little bit? Or kind of struggling to, you know, with the refrigerator like you have been. (laughs) What advice would you give to anyone listening? Uh, I would, I would probably say the same thing is that I, you know, I, I, I've never regretted not drinking. And Mm. if it's not at the point where it's dangerous for you to, to fully stop, just try it. 
You know, mm. you, re- you really don't have anything to lose by trying it and seeing how you feel. And, and in, in sort of, I guess, for your like lifestyle, I would say you do have to kind of cut off some people, honestly. And that's really hard to say, but at least for a while until you're stronger, if that's something that you really want for yourself. I mean, I didn't hang out with anybody for the first two weeks other than Sam because Sam doesn't drink. And I had to do that because I knew myself and I knew that I would just go back to it. And so I did have to make changes, but I don't even remember those two weeks now. It's like, it's, it's not like I I'm sad about it still that I missed all of these things or anything like that. You just have to make certain changes to ensure that you're going to follow through with what you truly want. And, and it is your choice and you can be whoever the fuck you choose to be. You can be sober today or not sober tomorrow or, or whatever. But I've, I've said this before. There's no limit to the amount of times. I'm sure somebody else has said this, but there's no limit to the amount of times that you can start over. And so Mm. if you've tried it in the past or you've just been thinking about it or whatever, give it a shot because I mean, there, there really is nothing to lose from not drinking. And I mean, gosh, I've gone on so many shopping sprees because I haven't been buying alcohol. So if that's not, (laughs) if if that's not incentive, I don't know what is. Oh my God. I love that. (laughs) Killing it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) With my, with my 15 pounds lost, that's why. (laughs) Woo! Yeah. You have to go shopping. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm just like yeah. a skinny legend. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you totally are. Um, where can we find your little skinny legend ass? Oh, <laughs> um, I I'm on Instagram at Alyssa Nick Anderson, and uh, Approachable Podcast is available on all of the the social media, so like Spotify, Instagram, YouTube, Google Play, all those things. We're yes. all up on there. Yeah. I like watching you personally on YouTube. I think it's really cool. Thank you. It's honestly, it's quite a bit of work. So I'm so glad that that people moved over um, and started watching on YouTube because it really yeah. just feels like validating. It's like, okay, this is worth it. And in the episode I released today, I literally like start crying and I was like, well, okay, here we go. <laughs> we're really, really diving in deep already. <laughs> So it's it's nice that people are watching and uh, the the vulnerability has definitely been worth it. So I'm so we're so grateful that uh, that we have this platform and that I get to talk to you and and talk to yeah. you know all of your listeners and stuff like that. I'm just honestly I'm practicing so much gratitude these days and it's so important. Yes, it it really is life changing. Attitude of gratitude. Yeah, I like that. This yeah. sounds like merch line. You should put that on your merch. Do you have <laughs> merch? <laughs> Get um, merch and put it on there. <laughs> okay. We can we can arrange that for sure. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for chatting with me and sharing your experiences and knowledge. You are hilarious and I just love you. Thank you. Honestly, it was it was such a pleasure. How great is Alyssa? I see myself so much in her story, so many parallels, and it just goes to show you that you don't have to be ready. You don't have to know where you're going or what's going to happen. You just have to be willing, willing to change, willing to do something different, willing to step out of your comfort zone. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. Couldn't do this without you. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a comment for us. We love to hear your feedback. 
If you have a friend who needs to hear this, sharing is caring. Share our episodes with a friend in need. Head over to the blog at asobergirlsguide.com for tips, tricks, and really fun stories. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at a sober girls guide. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.